Pat Kolbeck, welcome back, or welcome to the C.L. Bryant Show. How are you, brother? Oh, honored to be with you. Sorry I missed you in Detroit. I've been spending a lot of time down there lately. <laughs> well, Pat, you know, we're all waiting with bated breath to see how this thing turns out. How's things going in, in Michigan from your standpoint? Well, I, I think they're they're going well, unless you're interested in chain of custody regarding the election. And uh, we've got serious issues with chain of custody. And I know a lot of the media outlets have already anointed Joe Biden as the uh, president-elect, and they're already talking about his transition team and all that kind of stuff. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Way, way too premature. I call it the fake it till you make it phase of the strategy here. You, you right know, now. You know, Pat, let me yeah. ask you this. Is, is the, has the media and has this always been a media coronation? The one that they missed with Hillary Clinton. Is this what they're trying yeah. to recapture? That's exactly what they're doing. They're, they anointed him before November 3rd, so it shouldn't be any surprise that they're anointing him afterwards. And the bottom line is we want a free and fair election to be conducted. And I did not see evidence of that on the ground in Detroit. And just so you know, my background is I'm a former Michigan State Senator, two terms in Wayne County. Um, I actually am a Microsoft small business specialist. And the reason that factors in is a little bit later regarding chain of custody, and we'll talk about that. But um, I was actually in Detroit at the AV Counting Board from 5 p.m. on November 3rd through the uh, uh, well into the uh, evening or early evening on the 4th. So I was there for pretty much a, more than a 24-hour shift, and I was right there in the middle of all the shenanigans that appeared to be happening at the AV Counting Board. I was right outside there, uh, Pat, and it was really nuts. It got kind of heated there. Uh, Michelle has sent you the clips of that outside I there. I photo of you from me taking a picture from the inside out. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, Pat, it was, it was just crazy. And you could tell there was a sense, there was an air that something very crooked was going on. So let's talk about the chain of command. Talk to us about what you are seeing as far as inconsistencies. Well, it's chain of, the, the key issue is chain of custody, and everybody can see a paper ballot as it moves through the um, tabulation process, but it gets a little bit more difficult once that information is digitized. And so one of the first things that I wanted to address when I got into the AV County Board is I wanted to understand what the network configuration was at the Detroit AV County Board. And and in that board, I mean, for those who are not familiar with uh, how an election, uh, how one of these county board areas is set up, there's about 134 counting boards in the uh, city of Detroit. And in the center of the, of the counting board area, um, there's a stage where all the Detroit election officials are uh, positioned. And surrounding them are a series of tabulation computers and adjudicator computers. Um, essentially, tabulation scans all the ballots. And then if there's any issues, it's forwarded over to the adjudicator. And it's the adjudicator that spits out or is supposed to spit out the final election result. So I wanted to understand, number one, are any of these computers connected to the Internet? Because if they are, that's a major breach of election integrity security. And lo and behold, I did a little trace of all the network connections underneath there. As I said, I was a Microsoft small business specialist in addition to being a state senator, who, by the way, was vice chair of our Senate Elections and Government Reform Committee in Michigan. So elections have been a passion of mine, and I've worked with uh, stalwarts like Catherine Engelbrecht at True the Vote for quite some time. And... I went off and I started looking and tracing the connections. And sure enough, all these computers were connected to a router that was connected to the Internet. And so I went to the head election official, Daniel Baxter, and I said, Daniel, are these, actually I said, Mr. Baxter, Mr. Baxter, are these connected to the Internet? And he said, no. 
Later in the evening, a second in command, a former state representative by the name of uh, David Nathan, I asked him, I go, David, he used to serve with me during my first term in the Michigan Senate, and he was a state representative at the time. And uh, he goes, no, they're not connected to the Internet. I go, hey, could you verify that for me? He said, no, you're just going to have to trust me. I said, you know, maybe you were told a lie. Please go off and, and uh, verify. All you have to do is move the little cow, uh, the mouse cursor over the bottom right-hand corner, that little LAN connection icon, and you, when you roll over, it says Internet connected or not connected to the Internet. And he said, you're just going to have to trust me. Well, I'm telling you, I don't trust him. I saw the Internet connectivity symbol on all these terminals. And why is that a concern? It gets to a concern when it comes to chain of custody of that vote. Like I said, you can follow a paper ballot very easily, but once it gets converted into bits and bytes, I'm not tiny enough to follow it all the way along that Ethernet cable that's connected right. to you to make sure well, that let me ask you this. consistent. Let me ask you this, Pat, because I'm sure our audience uh, around the country would then want to know what is the consequence of them being caught in an apparent lie to an IT guy. To a man who understands how this works, how does your testimony become uh, of any relevance after January 20th? Talk to us. Well, you can make the case that it's interference with a uh, credential poll challenger, which is what I was through the Election Integrity Fund, which is an organization I helped form quite a few months ago to address just such a circumstance. And um, uh, But the bigger picture on this is people are probably trying to figure out, well, what does this have to do with the vote tally? And I'm telling you right now, Michigan, even though Joe Biden is up 146,123 votes, according to current projections, uh, Michigan is still in play based on the data that I saw and the data that we've been analyzing with people all across the country. We have done just by analyzing the data in three different counties in Michigan that we can account for a potential for 140,000 vote swing for uh, president in favor of President Trump, and we believe it affects all the down ballot races as well. And and so we're doing the analysis on this right now, and that's only three out of 83 counties, mind you. So that's the consequence of all this. And we believe that the same technique may be being used in all the other battleground states as well. So um, we got a lot of smart people involved on it. I love looking at spreadsheets and diving into things, but the things that we're seeing are very suspicious. Wow. I'll just give you one example. Um, when you actually go off and plot straight ticket versus individual votes, um, you're kind of expecting that when somebody has an individual vote for President Trump and, uh, and it would kind of stay, the percentage of people doing that would be fairly consistent with the percentage of people doing uh, voting a straight ticket Republican in a given precinct, wouldn't you think? Absolutely. So, and so, but what we're observing is that the more Republican a precinct was, the more likely it was to flip over and vote for Joe Biden. That- Conversely... Uh, on, if you follow this line all the way up, the more Democrat the precinct was, the more likely they were to vote for President Trump. And I'll tell you where that curve crosses over is heavily skewed in favor of Joe Biden. Wow. And so this is something that we think is impacted all across the board. And I'll tell you, I want to give a shout out to Dr. Shiva, who's a former U.S. Senate candidate out in Massachusetts, a mathematician, computer programmer. And also uh, we've got another gentleman by the name of Phil Evans that I've been working with as well. These are people from all over the country that are teaming up and saying something is rotten in Denmark. And uh, so when you talk about the Internet connectivity issue that I cited and you couple it with the analysis that's being done by some big brains like Dr. Shiva and uh, Phil Evans, we got a recipe for some serious uh, 
election fraud. One of the things that uh, struck me the most as far as the mathematics of it all was concerned of, as I said, on, I said on one of the presidents, still sit on one of the president's boards, the black uh, council, advisory council, uh, mm-hmm. one of the president's boards. And one of the things that struck me is that we got twice the black vote that we did back in 2016. We uh, more than that with the Latino vote uh, back in 2016. And those mathematically, with just that increase in voters for the president, I just couldn't see any way that he could have lost. Mathematically. Right. Just look at the rallies. Right. right. I mean, they couldn't pay people to go to a Joe Biden rally, <laughs> but, but President Trump, I mean, people were kept out because they, couldn't, they didn't have enough room for him at the rallies, all through Michigan. So it just doesn't add up. People are waking up to it. And I'm telling you right now, Joe Biden is... Speak until you make a campaign. Well, uh, as you lawsuits. said. I'm named in uh, several of the lawsuits in regards uh, with my affidavit. And that's the path that we're going to have to push to get the truth out. And they're in a race to suppress that truth. We see it in censorship all across the country. Whenever you go off and talk, I mean, social media is horrible on this. They try to post a story in the election. They have to insert their little opinion on it. Pat, how do people so, get a hold of you? How do people get a hold? I uh, go to my website. It's at letsfixstuff.org. I've got several posts up there that not only highlight the, the examples of election fraud that I witnessed and other people witnessed on the floor on the Detroit AV counting board, but I go off and try to put in all the breadcrumbs that lead us to an understanding of exactly how systemic this election fraud actually was. And you'll notice, I think we're winning. You know, I mean, I, you, I can see it in the media releases now. Initially, remember, everybody said there is no such thing as voter fraud. Remember that? Right, right. Then they changed the messaging to say there is no widespread voter fraud. Right, right. And so they're already acknowledging that there is voter fraud with that message, right? <laughs> then the next thing that they're saying is that there is no widespread voter fraud significant enough to overturn any electoral college result. <laughs> well, you know what the next media release is going to be? President Trump is uh, going to be serving his second uh, term in, as the president of the United States. Let's see if we can get that done, man. Let, I'm, on, I'm all on board with you. I'm all on board yeah. with you. Uh, I, let's see if we can get that done. Listen, thank you so much for, for coming on with me. Michelle, we also have to get uh, Catherine Engelbrecht, my good friend, uh, back on uh, with us. When she first kicked off True the Vote, I was right. with her. And so um, get thank you for being on. God bless you. God keep you. Continue to fight the good fight. Let's win this one, Pat. Let's win this you one. You got it. It's all in God's hands, and you know what? He's opening up some amazing doors along the way that I'm very confident that the truth is going to get out. Fight the good fight, my brother. I'll talk to you soon.